This is a Color Pencil Podcast, session number 239. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Color Pencil Podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hello, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. I am your host, and this is the Color Pencil Podcast. This is a weekly show, and if I haven't said it lately, I really appreciate you listening. Today, I've got a question that I want to talk about, uh, presented by one of my listeners. And so I want to title the show, When Is It Okay to Not Imitate? All right. That may sound uh, a little odd at first, but let me preface it by just reading you uh, something that came in. Hi, John. I love your podcast and all the support you continually provide me with personally as I work through your course. I also follow others online as well. I've done this for years now. So how long is it okay for me to copy or do tutorials? I've signed up to get new tutorials each month from several artists on a popular platform, but I don't feel like I'm actually learning from them. I get hundreds of hours of content, but no direction, no real instruction, and definitely no support. Okay, she goes on and on just a little bit. Uh, Some things I'm not going to include here, Uh, but uh, basically just talking about uh, just the overwhelm. Uh, Where do I start, and do I have to really go through all the hundreds of hours of content, and if I don't get to it each month, there's more, and uh, when I watch videos, it doesn't seem like I'm really learning anything. But let me get let me get to the heart of the matter and the meat of the question here that she asks. So she says, how long do I need to copy others work? That's her question. Is it too early for me to start creating my own work? I'm actually kind of scared that no one will um, uh, that no one will like my work and uh, and it feels safe to just copy. But I don't want to be a copyist a year from now. All right. The question then is, how long do I need to copy others' work? That, that's a real question. That's a good question. I, I get this all the time. And the timeline, I, I hate to say this, and I, I know it's a sincere question. I had the question myself years ago. The timeline, though, is different for everyone. I know we don't like to hear that, but I will tell you that the mindset is more important and uh, where you, you know, what you're doing with your art is more important. How you think about your art actually has a lot to do with uh, how long I think you should imitate. Now, uh, that probably sounded really cloudy and muddy. (laughs) I'm going to get to that. But let me just start by just saying this, that in the prologue to your question and what you laid out here in asking this actually uh, gave me some clues. And and I've seen your work, so you know who you are and you asked to be uh, anonymous, and I I will respect that. But But here's the thing. Uh, what we're talking about here, folks, is an artist that can and should be showing her work, in my opinion. Um, it's good work. 
But you get into this trap in our in our own mind. This is what happens. We start thinking that perhaps we're not good enough and that our artwork is not good enough. Can someone just show me the timeline? Can it can they just tell me where it is on the map? Where am I going? How long should I be on this trajectory? And when does it change? Uh, I, I don't see the end in sight, but she does say this in a year from now, I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to be copying uh, another bird that somebody uh, has drawn from another photographer that has taken this photograph and on and on um, as a case may be. So there, I'll say this about courses, about tutorials and about written and about videos uh, and that is because I'm part of that, right? I mean, I, I understand that. I realize that. Um, I think all of them have their place. And I think they're all good. And I think you should absorb just as much information, especially in the beginning, as you can. Books, especially uh, little uh, free tutorials are great, uh, or even low-cost tutorials. Those are great. Things that just give you quick wins, those are good. I know there are uh, some teachers that, that do a lot of that stuff, and that's good. They tell you exactly what to do. Yeah, get the easy ones, though. Don't get the ones that, that try to make it complicated when it's something that's, that's relatively simple. Get the ones that are relatively easy. And if you know, if you're listening today and you are a member of my community, of the Sharpened Artist Academy, if you have purchased any courses, you know you can email me your work. Uh, and I don't care if it's from someone else's tutorial. Um, you can email it to me and I'll give you an honest critique of what you're working on. But here is, here's the thing that I, I want to talk to you about, though. The self-paced model of, of learning, uh, I think, is an attractive one, especially at first when you're starting out. But the problem, the drawback, as you've alluded to here in your uh, email and others have as well, is that it's overwhelming. I've got all this information. Where do I start? And I, I don't have a clear path on what I'm, what I'm supposed to do first, second, and third, and that kind of thing. And so an accelerator kind of model where, you know, I can take you through exactly what is important whenever you're starting out in colored pencil. I think just maybe just my opinion, but I think that's a, a, a better approach. My opinion, obviously. But I, I think there's some essential things like layering, pencil pressure, the stroke that you're employing, uh, value scale, uh, and uh, gradations, and how to create those. And then you start getting into more traditional art concepts of value, color theory, composition, perspective, how light works, uh, the light side of things and the, the shadow side of things, where that terminator line is, uh, where the core shadow is, anatomy, etc., etc. We could go on and on. But the thing that doesn't change with you is what's inside of you and how you feel like you're doing. How, how is it going on your art journey? And where do you want to be in a year from now? Now, uh, my student here knows exactly where she wants to be. Um, she doesn't really say it a whole lot. She doesn't talk about it a whole lot, but she alludes to it. And she says, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be copying. I know that for sure. There may be some other things that I need to learn, but 
I know I don't want to just be copying a year from now. And I applaud you in that. I think that's great. You know, the, there are things that you will learn. There are things you will pick up on from every teacher. I am not opposed to a whole bunch of other teachers, a, a, a big bunch of mentors. I like that. Did that for myself. Read a lot of books. Still do. I listen to what other art teachers are saying because I think it's good information. Uh, but I, I also think that there comes a time when you draw the line in the sand and you say, nope, not anymore. That's what I did for myself. And I said, okay, from now on, I'm going to add a little bit of my own creativity into this. I'm going to experiment for myself with this. And I will tell you today, if you're listening, and I know somebody is, that will think to themselves, I could write this book. Uh-huh. I could create this course, or I could create this video, or this tutorial, or whatever, you know, fill in the blank. And you can, and you probably should, and some of you will. And I, I'll be your biggest cheerleader when you do that. I think it's great. For me, I remember very early on uh, copying some tutorials and thinking to myself the very same thing here. I'm not going to be doing this very long. That the, you know, I copying what someone else told me to do, making the artistic choices that someone else said I should make, uh, and really looking at their artwork rather than the reference that they uh, you know were using to draw from. Uh, you know, I, I figured out pretty early on that, you know, that that's not something I want to do long term for others. I mean, sometimes and there's nothing I'm not making a judge. This is not a judgment statement. If you feel like you need a year or more to study tutorials, that's fine. I'm not putting you down for that. Nobody. If that's what you need to do, that's fine. Only you really know how long that timeline is for you. But copying a tutorial, and this may come to a surprise as a surprise to some of you, but coming from me, but copying a tutorial in the beginning when you're first just learning is actually a very, very good thing to do. It's a very good thing to do. Copying uh, what some other artist said to do and doing the exact same steps, I think, in the very early, early stages, unless you've got a whole lot of art uh, history behind you, maybe in another medium or something like that. If you're just uh, starting out, though, copying what a teacher says to do, I think, is a good thing to do. You'll learn a lot by doing that. All right, had to get a drink here. I'm starting to... Get a raw voice here for a moment. Sorry. Okay, I'm just going to leave that in. That's one of the beautiful things about doing solo shows now is um, the the editing is so much faster when I do that. Okay. So, yes, copying a tutorial, though, in the beginning is it's something that I recommend in the beginning. There's there is. A, so there's the big qualifier right there in the beginning. And, you know, if we're talking about the degree uh, of copying, there can be a qualifier as well. But 
I'm just going to, a blanket statement, copying or uh, doing something that someone else tells you to do in the beginning is a good thing. Why? Because it adds more knowledge and you can increase your skill level very quickly by doing that. You can shortcut the process of development and learning when you do that and when you take all that in. But not so that you can just copy. That's not the point. It's so that you can apply what you learn. You can apply those same skills Apply that learning to your own creation. You say, ah, I know how to do uh, this background over here and to really make the light pop on this side of my artwork. If I increase uh, the value over here in the background, then that will uh, give me a clear value separation over here. And on this other side, I can soften it over here. And because my, my main subject is darker in this area, I'll make the background lighter, you know, as an example. So you take what you've learned from one tutorial, from one teacher, from one, uh, you know, book that you've read or something else, and then you apply that to your own artwork. And so a quote comes to mind. First, you imitate, then you create. I think it is. You could look that up. I don't remember who said that. First, you imitate, then you create. It's something like that. I like that. First, you imitate. So when does the creation process start? There's another quote that says something like, nothing is original, everything is a remix. I think that's a real popular one as well. I'm real bad about remembering names of who, who said what, but you could look that up quite easily. So everything is a remix. I agree with that statement right there. Nothing is original. I actually agree with that statement. Nothing is original. You're like, what? Of course it's original. I've been creating original artwork for 10 years now. Yeah, but uh, you were influenced. <laughs> I don't care what you think you've created that may be original. You were still influenced. I was influenced. No matter what I think is original. And yeah, you could argue it's original. But you were influenced by something. Everything is a remix. It's derivative in some way. And so where does the creative creative um you know juice start or when does it start we could even say, you know. How do you begin? When when do you start that process? Imitation helps, helps us to learn our craft, helps us to perform and to get some muscle memory behind us and to actually learn the rules before we know how to break the rules. It's important, right? Got to learn how to know what the rules are, learn how to execute, learn the craft before you can uh, start mixing it up before you can recreate something. Uh, I think we could probably all agree on that. And so what we're actually probably going to disagree on, depending on who you are listening today, is the degree to which one would do that, and the timeline. Now, you'll hear some, some teachers say, oh, no, I know the timeline. It's one year, or it's five years, or it's six months, or something. Like, okay, I don't, don't know how you know that for every single individual person that you ever come across, but that's, that's very interesting that you're that confident that uh, you think you know um, I don't agree with that. I, I think I think we don't always know ourselves so either. Uh, 
And so I, I don't agree that everyone just instinctually will know. And some people will say that, say, oh, you'll know when the time is right. Well, maybe, maybe not. You don't always know. Sometimes you need others to push you. You know, if, if a baby bird was never pushed, you know, some mothers actually do that uh, or they'll abandon the nest, you know, um, would the baby bird ever leave? I don't know. Don't know. So, I mean, sometimes we need help with that. We need help understanding if, uh, you know, what we're doing is enough at that time. And I'm someone who believes in constant growth. I don't I don't really think anyone has ever arrived. You know, we'll exclude a few big, big names. But for the rest of us, I don't I don't really think everyone just because you, you know, you are teaching or you are creating something uh, that you feel like is original or you have published a book or you, you know, fill in the blank. I, I don't I don't think you can grab that person and say, look at this person. Um, they don't need to learn anymore. Uh, I don't want to learn from someone like that. I'll tell you that right now. I do not want to learn from someone who is not teachable and cannot learn. Um, but I also think that you shouldn't mentor your mentors. I don't think you should teach your teachers. I don't think you should give advice and fling out advice when it's not asked for either. Uh, that's bad form, obviously. I think we all know that. Uh, that's something I, I tried not to do, but there were some big mentors in my art life whenever I started out, and and I learned from what they said, and there were things that I was copying, and for me, that timeline was very short when I said, okay, I've got enough. I'm going to start doing things on my own, and I'm not going to make the artistic choices someone else tells me I need to make. Now, some could argue, <laughs> and quite effectively, that that was too soon. Probably was. Um, I think there needs to be just a, a little touch of um, confidence, I guess. Some may call it arrogance. Um, if you want to teach or you want to stand out and say, look at this, I made this or I do this and look at it. There needs to be something in you that says, yeah, I want you to look at it. Yes, this is good. Look at it, you know. But then there needs to be enough um, humbleness that you can look back and you can say, oh, man, I've grown since then, you know. Wow, I thought that was great. at the, And it was great at the time. But what happens to us is that there is this growth process. There's a process that we uh, that we uh, get into where we're constantly growing. We're constantly pushing the limits of our creativity. Why? Because at first we learned to imitate. Nothing is original. That creativity starts somewhere. It has to, it has to have a structure and a basis. Um, you know, it was several years ago that Lego, when, when I was a kid, I, I loved Legos. Uh, I also loved doing, I don't, don't ask me why, but I loved doing car models and putting together uh, tractor trailer models. You know, you'd buy the models at the store, uh, these little plastic, um, you know, pieces that you would pop out and you would follow these directions meticulously. You know, that was that was kind of fun. I liked putting that together. That was not near as fun to me, though, as getting to paint 
the cars. I love to paint the cars and decide on which paint I was going to use and all of that stuff and paint the, you know, the tractor trailers. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, the semis and um, that sort of thing. Anyway, I also like Legos and Legos didn't come with instructions. Now they do now, right? They have kits on how to create a leg, how to put together a Lego. Uh, the whole point of it at first was that you create it. Now you can look up instructions online. So, and some scoff at that and say, oh, it's a horrible thing. It's a bad thing. Um, but on the other hand, you could look at it and say, well, it's actually a good thing in some ways because you learn what the rules are so that you can break them. You learn what can be done so that you can then learn how to do it differently or do it better. Now, I know some of you may be familiar with a study that was done. Uh, I don't remember when it was done. Again, I'm like the quotes. I, I don't remember where I pick up these things, but I read a lot and uh, this this came up. So anyway, <laughs> you can look it up and find out more about it. Um, paperclip study, something like that. You can look up uh, ways, you know, ways to use a paperclip, creative ways to use a paperclip. You ask a child how many ways are there to use a paperclip, and you ask an adult the same question: What, how many uses uh, are there uh, for a paperclip? A child can think of, and I can't remember the numbers. Depending on the age of the child, you know, I don't remember. It was something astronomical to me in my mind, like 50 or 100, you know, different uses. Uh, you get up to, I don't know, 20, 30 years of age or something. And it's like, oh, they can think of 10 or 15. You, uh, and you keep you keep going up, uh, I think, in the age. You can look it up. And uh, I think it gets down to, you know, it's just a few, you know, uses for a paperclip. Why? Because it's been trained out of us to not think. We're trained that thinking is bad. Failure is bad. Um, you know, if it's something we, we study for the test, we study to uh, become good workers so that we can become factory workers, that kind of thing. That was, you know, the, the thinking that we had so many years ago. But what's interesting is as creatives and as artists, we are allowed and should be thinking in different ways and all of these um, these ways that lead to originality, but it has to start from somewhere. So I guess my real push for you today is create it's just pushing you towards more creativity in your work and branching out on your own. Don't be just married to a process that is not your own, especially if it's overwhelming to you. And especially if you're not, if you're not actually being able to look at something that's self-paced and, you know, that if that learning kind of model isn't working for you, if it's not a something that is uh, attractive uh, for you anymore, I think that we're moving away from that. And, uh, you know, books just no longer can do it all the time. I mean, sometimes we need more and we need support. We need community. We need to interact with other artists, and we need uh, to be able to get some measurable uh, results and, and have a mentor tell us where we are on the continuum. And, you know, that that's something that I think is valued very highly. I value that myself personally, 
there are a few mentors that I look up to and I will, uh, you know, ask about my artwork. Um, so I think it's important. And I think that if you feel that, and if you're just like uh, my emailer here today, my student, and you're thinking the same thing, I want you to know you're not alone, uh, that there's a lot of students that feel the same way you do, and they're going through the same things that you are. All right. that You know, that's it for today. I do want to invite you over to the Monthly Sharpener. If you've not joined us over there, you can request to join. It is a private community. It's not a Facebook community. You know, that's another thing that I'm told a lot of times is that there's no support um, often if um, you're going through someone's program and they'll say, oh, we'll go over to my free Facebook group. You know, you can get su- su- uh, some support over there. And that, I don't know, to me, that just never was what uh, Facebook was meant to be. Um, But I do like a private community where there's connection with other artists, other people doing the same thing you're doing on your art journey. To me, it's comforting to know that I'm not alone, that there's others out there doing that. So if you're interested, you can request access. Uh, It's totally free. Monthly-sharpener.sharpenedartist.com. There will be a link in the show notes. And again, I really appreciate you listening today. If you've never given a review or rating uh, to the podcast, I would appreciate that. And this is a weekly show, and I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.